0: Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. This is episode five of the WP Builds Podcast, recorded on the 15th of December 2016. This week, David and I talk about how to make money with WordPress. Hi there, my name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, um, a small web develop- development agency in the north of England, and I'm joined this week, as always, by the lovely <laughs> David Wormsley. Hi, David. Hello, how are you today? I'm really good. I was listening back to the previous set of podcasts, and I noticed that when you ask me that question, I always go, yep. And then immediately start talking again, like I'm being really dismissive. So today I'm going to say, yes, I'm really good. I'm having a really good week. Thank you. And are you? You're all good as well. Are you?
1: Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. We've, um, hey, shall I? Go on. Oh, I was going to say, shall I just lead us straight into this? Well, do you oh, do... we're not going to. Try... Well, I was going to say, news. should we
0: cover a bit of news first? Um, that's probably yes. a good thing. We'll do this really quick because we've got lots of items. So maybe if I go for the news, and then you can lead us on the actual main subject. So this week, what have we got? Um, GoDaddy has bought WP Curve. I think that was owned by Dan Norris in Australia, or at least put together by him. Um, I don't know what that's going to do, but um, anyway, there you go. WP Curve has been bought by GoDaddy. I was actually on the um, on a call the other night with somebody who was using GoDaddy, and they didn't realise that they were using the Beaver Builder Lite um, plugin they thought it was an amazing thing that GoDaddy had put together. So it's obviously quite well masked, but anyway, there we go. There's been a few sort of grumblings this week about GoDaddy from various quarters, but it seems to me that they're on the op. Um, anything to add about that? Do you want to add anything?
1: No, it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, as they've brought out WP Manage as well, yep. and I guess that's the technology that's going to run WP Curve, that's yep. probably what they're using. Yep. It kind of makes sense, but yeah, it's a bit scary. The kind of Yeah,
0: maybe they're becoming the Google of the hosting world. Um, We'll see if that comes to pass, to be honest. Speaking of hosting, um, Bluehost, a very, very popular, I think United States-based host, had a very large period of downtime this week. They went down for apparently 12 hours. Well, WP Tavern who has their who have their website based upon um, Bluehost's hosting services, went down for 12 hours. Maybe it was worse for some people and better for others, but that's that's pretty big actually. you know you're going down for mm. a very large proportion of a week. 114th of a week is is nothing to sneeze at. Um, mm. What else have we got? Elementor Pro finally released this week? That's a big story for both of us
1: probably, but maybe not for everybody else. Mm, yeah well i guess because it's it's been seen as the uh, big competition i guess at the moment for our favorite plug plug-in beaver builder yes. so yeah so it, it's always interesting to see what they're doing
0: yeah to be honest with you it, it you know you can't deny it does look good it looks very appealing it looks very well put together you just have to make a decision about where you're going to go don't you and i think both of us have made our decision but good luck to them they're now mm. offering i think um, their unlimited package for $199 a year, and I think prices go down from there. I'm not sure if it's $49 or something like that for just one install, but it seems yeah. to be priced reasonably well. Um, mm-hmm. And no doubt, lots of people will jump on board and have a fantastic time with it. So good luck. Let's hope that that you know just increases the 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 productivity of all of these types of page builders over the coming years. Matt Mollenweg. I've got something here about the fact that he has proposed something called the WordPress Growth Council. I think he's um, a little bit afeared that certain other platforms, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, those kind of things, are becoming potential competition. At the moment, I think they only have about 1% combined of the internet space, whereas WordPress is floating around the 27% mark. Mm. So it's not something that he needs to worry about now. But what I think he's worried about is their marketing budgets are gigantic, you know, in the billions of dollars. Um, A little quote that I copied from him said, this year alone there's about a quarter billion dollars being spent in marketing by proprietary systems that are going to compete against WordPress. That's more spent in one year than has ever been invested in all of the WordPress companies combined since they started Ooh. That's amazing, isn't it? So obviously we're all we're all our businesses are largely based upon WordPress. We kind of don't really wish those companies to uh, to grow too much, probably. but it's I think his idea is that they build um, a council, a body, an organization which figure out how to market and compete against these platforms, which no doubt in time will become uh, a major thorn in in WordPress's side. Mm. You've got a, an article here about Amazon Prime, and I confess I didn't read it, so you might want to introduce that one.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I don't know why I put it in because <laughs> it's not that much interest. But <laughs> they went glo- they went global, Amazon Prime, so they're they're heading for that kind of space, I suppose, a Netflix space, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, the reason why it was of interest to me is because uh, a friend of mine was also in the business of creating courses, which we're selling online. And they've got Amazon Direct, where if you're an Amazon Prime user, you can get all the Amazon Direct stuff for free. And uh, yeah, so I was just interested in that because those people who create that kind of content and sell courses online are probably on Amazon Direct. But as far as I understand with that, it's not at the moment a very good place to go and sell your courses online.
0: Yeah, I must admit, I have Amazon Prime by accident. My wife filled out the Amazon Prime, you know, the month free Mm. tier, and then we forgot to cancel it. So we've been on Mm. Amazon Prime as a way of getting boxes through the door. I don't use their video platform at all. Uh, I opened it up once, installed the app on Android, and I just don't use it. I don't know why. I've, I've got other things that I use instead. Um, mm. Interesting though, I mean, certainly it's more more of Amazon everywhere. You know, soon mm. we'll be uh, we'll all be bought and sold by Amazon, won't we? Speaking yeah. of um, <laughs> amazing things, though, the this this story literally made me sit down. I was so impressed by it, but at the same time, kind of scared. Uh, the news that Google's AI division um, have been working on intercommunication capabilities between languages. So in other words, they want to be able to translate from one language to another. Um, and that's very, very difficult. Apparently that is extraordinarily hard. And so they devised the system which would which would enable different languages to translate to each other. And an unexpected consequence of this <laughs> is that Google's AI has now invented independently its own language without human input, Um, to me this feels a bit like the Borg or something out of the future. Um, The idea that there is now a subset of Amazon's AI logic which is completely indecipherable by human beings and yet is working and functioning blows my mind,
1: that's extraordinary. Yeah, but that's, you know, I wonder is it in a language that can grow on its own? I don't know. Human
0: yeah. What just amazes me, though, is that that's impenetrable. You know, it can start to. I mean, all right, I'm being a bit dramatic about it, but, you know, the, the fact that these computers are now talking to each other in a fashion which the humans don't get. Mm. <laughs> just, just the beginning of something. You know, you can just. It's like Hal, isn't it? It's now gonna start yes. now gonna start saying really um mean things about the humans. Um and we won't know that it's even talking. That's brilliant. Anyway, right. Apparently WooCommerce is now this is amazing too. WooCommerce mm-hmm. apparently now um powers forty two percent of online stores. That that astonishes me as well. I, I really thought that it wouldn't be as powerful as that. I thought you'd have Magento in play and all the other players. But 42%, Mm -hmm. quite amazing. That came from uh, ManageWP. So there you go. What else have we got? Um, Oh, yeah, the the new REST API, which came out in WordPress 4.7, apparently there's some... I don't really know if this is a bug or if it's by design, but there is a a way of harvesting usernames um, in a nefarious way. Um, And so WordFence and I think iTheme Security as well have come up with a temporary solution until the next 4.7.1 comes out uh, in order to stop this uh, this capability. Oh. you can you can query um, in some way the database uh, in a fairly benign way and, and it'll the, the rest API will spit out usernames. I'm not fully understanding how that works, but it's a it's a little thing which needs patching up and apparently it will be dealt with very soon. but for now if you've got wordfence it's switched on. But if you've got um, something like iTheme Security, you have to switch it on. So, yeah, there you go. That's the news that I've got this week, David.
1: Brilliant. So shall we move on to what we're talking about today? Let's do it. Because we don't really know where we're going with this one, do we? No. So we had a little bit of a chat and we thought, well, in fact, again, it's the Beaver Builder Facebook group leading with a great chat that we thought we must talk about. And that was uh, about care plans or maintenance plans for WordPress, which led us on to thinking, well, we ought to do something on all sorts of income sources for developers and talk about it. So we've ended up putting down a great long list of things that we could do to make more money, either from our clients, from our peers, or from other sources with the skills that we've got. So we're just going to really run through a list. And we were kind of interested, weren't we, in those sort of incomes that were passive uh, or reoccur, uh, sorry, recurring, and against those that were trading your hours for dollars and and other work that could be outsourced. So we're really just going through a list of things that we thought we could use our kind of skills to generate income, and then we'd move on in some later chats to discuss each of those in turn or some of those in turn. So that's what we're doing. We're going through a list again, aren't we?
0: Yeah, so it's going to be like a very broad brushstroke, sort of like 10,000-mile overview of Mm. ways to make money from WordPress without getting specific on anything, And as you say, we'll maybe revisit some of the more interesting ones uh, in a podcast of their own. So, yeah, strap in. Here we go. Right.
1: Kick us off then, David. Yeah, well, we'll look at clients first and other ways we can make money from clients. Of course, this is all going to depend on how we set up our businesses. But one thing that I kind of put down here was a way of perhaps making those clients who come to us, particularly for people like me who come, a lot of clients come Without a prepared brief and they haven't got their content prepared, which I think is the big issue for a lot of people. You know, that's another service that you can easily provide and perhaps set up. So, logo creation, there's lots of great tools out there now, aren't there, for logo creation? We've got the noun project to used that, Nathan. I haven't used it. I, I think I've used it inside
0: of other services. I think um, is, this is an icon service. Is that right? Or am I getting mm, that wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've used it inside of things. Um, other online stencil. service yes yeah, stencil i think make use of it so yes i've used it but i, I don't i don't use it um for its intended purpose yeah. if you know what i mean
1: yes so still going on with that images as well a lot of clients don't come with images and i think these days you could probably sell that as a service particularly now we've got all of the creative commons zero licenses we could be pulling together whatever images they need and selling that actually as a service not selling the images of course but uh, and also you know these days we can get things like special deals with deposit photos yep. where if, the, if a client went to those. So another another source of income there, uh, something I've certainly thought about reselling some of those images.
0: I, I've actually – coincidentally, a, a client came to me asking, uh, purely by coincidence, the last time I think it was AppSumo was running the deposit photo deal where you got – I think it was a hundred credits, which can mm-hmm. lead to a hundred images. And they asked me um, what the what the price would be for f- uh, something like thirty images, and and I said, well, okay, mm-hmm. we can get you thirty, and I just marked it up a little bit. So that that worked really well for me, actually. Um, I, I mm-hmm. don't. I'm not very good with Photoshop, so I, I don't sell that. But I, boy, I'm, I'm sure there's a healthy amount of money to be made if you can, uh, you know, if you can be into logo design or creating um, images for um, the featured images of blog posts and things like that. But you're right. There's a load of tools coming online. I use Stencil a lot. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's a fabulous mm-hmm. little tool. It's at getstencil.com. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's an online super slimmed down version of well let's say it's photoshop but it's not it's got virtually no features but what they have is pretty much exactly the sweet spot of what i need so i i I personally don't make much use of that because i don't i don't have any pretensions of being a designer but i'm sure that a lot of people out there do if you do let us know in the comments uh, how you do that that would be good
1: Yeah. And I thought the other thing on there was actually Photoshop work retouching photos that Mm. people give you, you know, I mean, we often don't set these out as services, but I'm sure people um, get client photos which are not up to speed and perhaps they just do that as part of their budget. Mm. Um, But, you know, you could set it up as a separate service and say, well, there's a cost that goes with this.
0: Yeah, you um, I've had quite a few clients who've given me their, you know, the photos that have come from their own camera um Mm. of of their own workshop or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be and 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 i've in the past i've just done it i've just fiddled with my poultry knowledge of photoshop made them look a little bit nicer Uh, but you're right maybe that should have been a service that i was charging for i just kind of bundled it into the overall price and got on with it but yeah
1: good idea i like it Mm, well that's the way i'm kind of thinking a lot particularly as i'm trying to work with, you know, low budget clients, you know, so if they can't provide the stuff that's going to take up my time. I'd rather sort of head the problem off early by saying, well, I got a service for that. I can retouch that for this cost, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Same with uh, content creation, copywriting, that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of clients expect that you'll kind of fill in the blanks there for them.
0: That's a big surprise to clients, I find a lot, is that they do expect me to write the content and i'm i'm okay my written english is not too bad um but it's not i'm not very good at the marketing speak and there are certainly people that are 100 times better than i am um but yet it, the expectation is that the web dis- developer or designer in in this case me is going to fill up their content and very often i will say okay can you supply the content now and there's that sort of moment of what do you mean I thought you were going to do that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I probably should, again, do a bit more of that. Do you do you outsource
1: that or do you tend to fill up websites with well, stuff that you've written? Or <laughs> Yes, when I've needed to, it's been me. And I, largely I've not needed to worry about that because I'm taking work from somebody else who then sorts that out for them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. But I certainly think, you know, it's a service. I'd love to find a copywriter. This is, they are like gold. You cannot find a good copywriter who's free and available. And if you, and you think, think about it, it, we're always banging
0: on as web developers, developers about SEO. It's the linchpin of everything, isn't it? Copy mm. is, is king. And having good copy and it being well written so yeah you're right if you could find an seo savvy copywriter who you could rely on and was reliable yeah you're right that would be Um, uh okay i feel a change of industry coming on
1: (laughs) and the other thing i thought about i mean it's still brain dump here but uh you're different because you set people on a path through your process. You've got discovery and, and brief setting is part of that. You, I, I know you do this. But for those people like me who don't, you know, we, we have trouble trying to get the brief out of a client who comes to us with a low budget. So I, I now feel this is something that I would set as a separate fee um, to do that and including also perhaps wireframing as a separate venture to do with someone as a cost, you know, so they could mm. line up how their site was going to look before the the work was started
0: yeah I actually do do the wireframe um <laughs> as as part of the the process that is the first thing that comes before the the design um but absolutely that could be built as a separate service and it's really important to get the wireframe right really really mm-hmm. important but is a bit of a hard I would imagine that's quite a hard sell. Selling mm. it as a service, as opposed to a, a part of the five steps that we're going to run through to get your website built, to sell the wireframe because it's so it's it's so uninteresting to look at, isn't it? And yet crucial. Um, mm. We tend to do a site map and a wireframe separately, so the mm. wireframe. The site map obviously is just, okay, this is the structure of the pages. And, and I do it like a spider diagram. So you've got the, the main navigation running across the top and then all the pages will be in um, uh, columns underneath it. And then we'll say, and this page here will look roughly like that. And it, I do use things like balsamic and whatnot just to provide black lines on a white background. But it's it's important, really important. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think you should start doing that.
1: Yeah. No, well, I saw it as a need as a service recently. I mean, in fact, just when we were talking earlier, I got a little message, you know, on the change of a, a layout for a page that we're doing at the moment. And mm. this would have been sorted out if we'd have actually sold them a service of wireframing. So if wireframing actually gets missed out, I, I don't do it.
0: It's just you know. a good thing to get signed off, isn't it? It's another step on the on the ladder of let's mm. say your five points you could do the wireframe get that signed off and then you've got a little bit of comeback if they wish to later on in the day mm. say mm. um you know what we we don't want it to look like that well actually
1: you did um okay <laughs> let's talk right okay okay mm-hmm. So they, they were the areas that uh, you, you could be adding on for clients who are not prepared uh, If you're running a cheaper service, you could run these as separate services And now we've got our rest of our list of other ways to make money out of clients, which was hosting which we considered as a The kind of income that we would like isn't it reoccurring income recurring income? Yeah,
0: should we go through over the next few minutes? We'll go through all the recurring ones um, mm. And as I said, we won't talk about them in depth, but yeah hosting is, a, mm-hmm. is an absolute shoe in until it <laughs> annoys you. Um, and I know that this, this comes up time and time again in, in every f- community. There are those people that do it um, and enjoy it and get their fingers bitten, and there are those people who wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Um, mm-hmm. I personally run my own servers. It's, mm. it, it can be a headache, but it can also be a, a good source of recurring income um but it it when it goes wrong it, it can be a catastrophe um and it can be uh, you know a, a horrible heart moment when you suddenly get those emails coming in from your your service which is pinging the server to say your site is down and suddenly oh yeah but it's definitely it's definitely good if you can uh, if you can run your own servers and they they work but also i presume that there are people out there who are reselling mm do you do any of that?
1: No, but I think um, it's a topic that we should do in length, mm. that's you, because there are, there's so much to this, isn't there Different ways you can do it.
0: Yeah, I know that. For example, I think it's site ground. You can there's an affiliate scheme, and I don't know if they pay you a one one-off, one-off fee at the beginning, or whether they pay you a proportion of each time the client is billed uh, annually or monthly. But certainly it's worth getting on an affiliate scheme. I know that the, the man at no, um WP Engine, I think, pay you $200 one-off if you can get somebody onto their platform. So that can be quite good if you've got clients coming through. $200 is not to be sniffed at. Um, mm. But, yeah, certainly a good way
1: of generating some recurring revenue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Care plans is the one that we definitely want to talk about at length. So we'll have to skip over this one, won't we? Yeah.
0: Again, it's a must, though, isn't it? You've got to. This is is, to me. This is crucial to my business. Is having um, a system of keeping the website up to date and having the clients expect that once the site is built, it's not handed over and it's done it's an ongoing thing, rather like car maintenance. But yeah, we, we don't need to go into that in any more depth, but crucial. Mm. Oh, For care yeah. plans, what I mean is kind of maintenance, security, mm. um, updates of plugins. It's not about um, content creation for them. It's just literally making sure that things are up to date and, and as secure as possible um, yeah. as you'd expect.
1: Yeah. And I realized from the conversations that were going on about that and different pricing that we have different ideas when we sell these care plans. Some of us are going for really a service which can run without you, and others are doing it as something which actually takes up quite a bit of their month. Yeah. yeah I have so. a bit
0: of a mixed, uh, my, mine's a bit of a mixed message in that if you, the more that, the, the, the higher, if you like, the care plan that you're on, the more mm-hmm. of me you get, the more of my actual time. So that the very cheap, Plans. It's mostly automated, um, and Mm -hmm. I'll go in and check that things are not broken. But the 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 further up the tiers you go, the more of my actual time you get. So I'll actually get on the phone or Skype with you and talk about things that we could do this month um, in order to improve things for you. So yeah, it's a bit bit of
1: both, really. Yeah. So training courses is another one that I put down here. That's the other thing that we can do. and i actually i mean a simple way of doing this is something like video user manual that's what they're called isn't it yeah that's A-B. right yeah it's um uh, it's troy dean's enterprise from wp
0: elevation yeah
1: yeah and i think there's wp 101 as well who do a very similar thing where you can give your clients videos in their dashboard and they take care of updating those so they're tutorials on how to use wordpress but i mean this is something you could sell as a separate service yeah, it's an interesting one because
0: um, there's definitely, th- th- I mean, it, it works, you know, there are these platforms which are actually making it work. I I I tend to put video user manual, I do have a subscription for that service and I tend to put those on. Um, sometimes um, I don't, depending on how, I, how often I think the user is actually going to, you know, touch it. In other words, if it's a brochure site and they've said, no, we're not going to, we're just going to leave it like that, then I shan't bother. But if it's... Um, if it's going to be updated regularly, I think you, you'll save a lot of support call time because they, mm-hmm. you can just say, "Look, there is a video for that. Would go and have a look and you know see if that solves your problem." And, and often it will because they're so well done. Um, and then, of course, I suppose you've got people who create training courses for people like you and I. You know um, how to how to build plugins, and that, that's the WP One Hundred One more, isn't it? There isn't their platform mm-hmm. more for training up people to be WordPress developers and and plugin builders and all of that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, no, I thought it was. Oh, I might be talking about the wrong one, but I, I saw it as the same as um, ah. video user manuals, where it's actually a set of simple how to use WordPress videos. You are probably right,
0: um, but and I, I know there is one which fulfills that, and I can't. It, it's you know, it's gone off the top of my head, but um, that's certainly another model. It's not one that I would ever be able to do because I don't have that skill set. But um, yeah, okay.
1: I put down memberships as the next one and I've completely forgotten what that was all about. So should we skip over yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> we were going to
0: say that as a, I think as a, it certainly can be recurring. If, if you were to build a membership site um, for for something or other, um, you can use WordPress in that way. Um, I, I have a website which I built for somebody and it's um, it, it has little dance videos for primary schools. Um, and that, that's using WordPress to create a, a monthly or annual subscription. Um, yeah, but I think that's
1: that is definitely a podcast in and of itself. Ah, uh, right, okay, definitely. Uh, reseller services, which we touched on a way, in a way with the hosting, but I also thought about things that you do as well um, with emails. Yeah, there.
0: I mean, there's it's not so much WordPress. Um, this could be done with WordPress. I know that there are plugins which kind of replicate the functionality of things like Mailchimp. I think there's one in on Code Canyon called My Mail. Um, mm-hmm which you could sell, um, presumably, sell access to that. Yeah, I have, um, I have a, a service which does this, and I sell mass. I mean, essentially, it's a very, very slimmed-down um, MailChimp service. It uses Amazon's SES network to send out emails. And that, that's really good for me because the, the Amazon SES costs are very low, um, and yet... Services like Mailchimp charge a a fairly reasonable amount, so the the customer expects to pay a certain amount. So that that is it's a good it's a good earner for me um, sending Mm. out emails. And yeah, I I do do that. But like you say, the podcasting videos. There's all sorts of ways to um, to sell little services like this, little bolt-on services that you've built but emails works for me i, I so yeah if anybody if anybody does need cheap emails sending out uh shoot us an email not, i'll get you hooked up
1: yep uh, diy sites was another one that i put down here because that works for some businesses well it certainly works for a friend of ours um clock marshall and his blue dog digital marketing because he's got two two offerings he's got a DIY offering where they go in and basically create their own site and they're low maintenance for him Um, but that can lead on to them deciding that they want them to build a site so it's another potential income
0: yeah I think this is such a good model and and I think if I had my time again I would probably spend a bit of time going for this I think I've mentioned it in a couple of the episodes before Mm. I I just think it's lovely the idea of having a WordPress site that you can hand over and the client Essentially operates it themselves, you know, creates the pages, writes all the content, and yet you charge a monthly fee for the for it existing um, mm. is is just so attractive, you know. You have to get um, a certain amount of customers using it for it to be worth your while. But once it's got that kind of momentum, I think it's mm. that's such a nice model because Beaver Builder and WordPress. Assuming that you are backing them up correctly and updating them correctly, they they don't really go wrong. they They are mm. reliable, and they, they've certainly for my part, they've been reliable all the time. So you're not going to get too many phone calls with things breaking. Maybe you'll get phone calls because they don't understand how to do something. But again, you could you could roll in your video user manuals or build your own vis- video videos mm. into it. I think that's mm. such a nice model. I'm, I'm very, very drawn to it,
1: but haven't mm. pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've put down here building plugins or reselling plugins actually under what we could sell to clients. But this actually could go two ways, really. And in some ways, some people do this, don't they? Even Beaver Builder what were mentioning you can build modules for this for your clients. And you, I guess it could be a, a separate service if you would develop that.
0: Yeah, I, I personally don't have the skill set to do this, but obviously there's an awful lot of people out there who make a very nice living out of selling and building plugins. And, uh, you know, I think that's wonderful. It's not something that I do, but I certainly pay for quite a few of them, probably more than I should, frankly. Um, so, yeah, if you've got the skill set, that's definitely a direction to move in without a doubt. Hmm.
1: SEO? So, yeah,
0: I, I do a little bit of SEO. I was saying to you before this call started, my, my SEO is not the, I'm not the agency that, that builds, you know, rock solid SEO um, with with tentacles all over the internet. Really, for me, my experience with SEO is about making the server um, work properly um, and fixing up clangers that the client has come to me with, things that I can really spot are obvious. Um, so, for me, it's about quick wins, making things mm. that were broken work correctly. And then if they really need the full Monty propelling to num- the top of Google for really hard search terms, I-, I will pass that work over to somebody else, an agency that specialise in that.
1: Yeah. And the thing that I do, which I've not seen anybody else say they do exactly the same thing, which is online competitive research, which is what I do. And that, this is, I haven't sold this often. But it seems an easy sell. I provide people with a report, which I I use a tool called Longtail Pro, where what I do really is when the client comes and they want to rank in a certain area, I say, well, you know, to make sure you're competitive, I will do research on different key terms and see what your chances are of being able to rank on the first page for Google. And it'll depend on the the business. And this has been quite an easy one to sell the concept of. You know, it's it's a simple report, which I actually do as a little video um so uh, i've not i've not seen anybody else selling this as a separate service but it kind of works they get the idea you know quite easily that the that you know you're going to compete online well if you don't know what your key how competitive your keywords are against your competitors you know how how do you know your chances before we start and they kind of get this so i think it's one that i'll be selling a lot more of
0: yeah i think it's i think always the certainly my experience is that always the clients have uh, a preconceived idea of what the internet is using to search for Mm -hmm. their products or services so I don't know you might be a a baker or something in a particular town and they'll probably tie up the name of the town with the word baker and Mm -hmm. actually it turns out that if you do this sort of research which I don't do much of I think you're far better at this Mm -hmm. than I am um, There, you know there's probably a whole bunch of terms long tail terms that people are actually using which are not baker with town name mm. attached to it so yeah i think that's mm. i think that's a really really compelling i think there's a, a an entire business to be had in there personally i'm sure you could just spin that off as you know and make that your entire industry
1: yeah absolutely well this is the obvious one i gave you this example before something i just stumbled upon which is one in google you know doing some sites for furniture people. Mm. Now, if they took this report on, the, the first thing I saw instantly was that they go for contemporary furniture. And so does 90% of their competition. Mm. Uh, but if you go for modern, which has exactly the same number of people visiting on modern, your competition is so much lower. Mm. So, you know, it's a simple yeah, yeah, simple thing like that, you know, so it, you can kind of sell those examples for this as a separate service. But of course, you are selling your time again by the hour yes 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 you
0: are mm. well unless you rolled it into a recurring subscription model
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is always, yeah, yeah. always possible okay right we're on 33 minutes <laughs> oh my god we better rush for this so monitoring analytics then that was another thing that a few people do i do this for myself but i don't do it for anybody else i
0: think that's um it, it not something that i'm particularly interested in i i i give them a little bit of coaching and what to look out for and it's always google analytics um, and and let them come back to me. If I was a, if I was a bigger agency, I would probably deploy somebody to do that, um, because there's so much data that you could get in act to, to create more work for you in the future. If you know what I mean, you could find things that were not quite right, pages that were working well, pages that were not working well, and you could probably go back to the client and say, look, we've discovered this hole or this thing which has just skyrocketed. Let's let's
1: work on this. But I, I don't. No, no, it could be a service, again, that could expand as well. It's scale- scalable if you yep. take on a, a load of accounts and do the same jobs for everybody. Yeah, You can probably scale that one up as a separate thing. Okay, user testing. We're rushing through them now.
0: Yeah, user That's- testing. So the idea being that you get uh, a completely anonymous person to come and look over the site and perform certain actions, like buy something. How easy was that journey? I, mm-hmm. I don't do this.
1: You can't sell this thing very easily to people. But I think if you make it a little package, it's possible just taking something like the principles of the guy wrote Rocket Surgery Made Easy, the guy called Stephen Krug, who just says, as a lot of experts say on user testing, it only really takes three people to complete one task on your website to reveal 90 percent of the problems with it. Mm. So it's something that could be packaged together as a very affordable thing where user testing is generally thought as an expensive thing.
0: Yeah, if you got 3 people sat down it wouldn't be, would it? It just the the kind of clients that I deal with, I I think that would be a tough sell, but I imagine if you were dealing with corporate and enterprise clients that would be a given. I think you would guarantee that uh, mm-hmm. as a
1: service because they would absolutely need to know. Mm-hmm. Right, so we're scraping the barrel a bit now, aren't we? So okay. it we're... scrape <laughs> away. Uh, offering SSL certificates to be installed, that's a a service that could be provided at the moment particularly.
0: Yeah I was just sort of saying I think this as a service might disappear in the near future what with the advent of things like Let's Encrypt um, offering a free uh, SSL certificate, a domain level SSL certificate but certainly at the moment I I have been over the last few weeks um, putting people onto SSL certificates and charging them by the hour as it happens Um, in order to do it and cleaning up the sites and changing the names of images so that we don't have um, mixed content warnings in Chrome. Because, of course, in 2017, Chrome is going to start to say insecure uh, in the browser. Uh, I think it's January. It's Mm. destined to happen. So I think Mm. there'll be an abundance of this kind of work for Mm. a very, very short period of time. And then everybody will be patched up on something like Let's Encrypt or a purchase certificate. And then that work mm. will just dry up altogether.
1: Yeah. A load of work came as soon as everybody turned to responsive design and Google moved that on, didn't it, quite yes, a lot?
0: Yes. Mm. Although, surprisingly, there's still quite a lot of sites out there which, which haven't. Mm. You know, It must be hurting their business. Again, I'm not sure at what point Google made that happen. And my expectation at the moment is that it's only on mobile devices that you're, you're uh, marginalized in the search. So in other words, if you're on a desktop and you perform a search, whether you're responsive or not, I think you still rank in the same way. But if you're on a mobile device, I think your search is is pushed down the results if your site isn't responsive. I might have that wrong. But, yeah, I think it, it, its day is numbered. But I, I, there is a little bit of work in that for me at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did we move on to? Oh, yes, mobile apps.
1: Mm. I've never, ever done this. So over to you. Uh, Well, I haven't either, but I do know that we've got things like Appressor, which work with um, WordPress. So it's possible now for us with limited skill to create mobile apps for our clients. But that's about all I can say on it. Yeah, I I just worry about. Sorry, carry on. No, no, it only really came to mind again because there was somebody another beaver builder user who's you know a very smart guy who runs another sort of niche marketing thing with websites and he's really moved towards these mobile apps and they're selling really well um so which surprised me
0: yeah i i just see i see mobile apps a bit as a oh i, I probably am wrong here a bit a of, bit, bit of a flash in the pan in that unless you really do know you know how to do this stuff building a mobile app as an example my accountant has a mobile app and and I just sort of think who is who in their right mind is going to download an accountant's mobile app Um, maybe they do but to me it feels like a bit of a vanity thing you've got a mobile app because that's the latest thing to have and it makes you look credible Um, but I'm not sure that anybody's actually going to download it but we came across the use case of a of a church if you're selling church mobile apps I can totally see the use in that because you've got you've got a distinct audience they're engaged with you on a on a weekly basis and you want to be able to use the notifications in iOS or Android to push content toward them um so yeah I, I can see the point in some situations but for me I'm I'm never probably never ever going to touch this no matter how easy it becomes because I think I think the experts should deal with this personally yeah
1: yeah uh, managing social networks for clients um <laughs>
0: There's a lot of work in this, I think. I don't get any of it, but I I have a few friends who that's all they do. They manage social networks for people um, and post things through whatever software they've got. I think, you know, things like Hootsuite and Buffer and things. Mm. Um, Mm. And that's what they do all day, every day push content that's given to them and, you know, schedule it and and whatnot uh, just to try to bolster the brand. But I, I never don't get involved.
1: Yeah. Now my sister's made a little extra money actually from. I mean, she does print stuff, so she does print design, and um, yeah, she does it by just setting up their pages. So she, you know, makes sets up their images so they're branded nicely on their pages, and then they manage it afterwards, which is quite a nice little yeah side income for her. That is yeah. nice. Yeah, good. Hmm. Um. Paper click advertising. Again, I can see. Exactly
0: why you would want to get into this because there's an entire industry built around it, isn't there? Um, I I do, I manage this for myself and uh, I have a very small budget that I allocate to it and that's as far as I go. If a client comes to me, I will will push them somewhere else to somebody who really understands, um, let's say, the Google system or whatever system they've decided to use, Facebook or what have you, Um, but I don't do a, a great deal of it.
1: No, yeah, I've done it kind of a couple of times and I don't really enjoy it or understand it really no, well th- enough. I think, so, I think
0: that's where that's what happens for me. I try them one time and I think I didn't really enjoy that. So, I never really discuss it with the clients in the future. I probably could go back to a lot of my clients and go through this rattle through this entire list and say, I offer this, 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 and this. And it'd be interesting to see what came back actually. You might well end up finding somebody that says, Oh boy, we really do need somebody to manage our social networks because it's going heinously wrong. But but I don't enjoy
1: it enough to to want mm. to email them and ask them. So, yeah. Mm. And, and also the other thing that leads on to the next one, which was selling landing pages as a separate thing, um, because that's actually one of the reasons why I didn't like the pay-per-click, because they didn't have a landing page to go with that advertising. So I just felt they were wasting their money sending people to a homepage. So, yeah, you know, if if it was linked up with another service – uh, like off in landing pages, then I'd probably be more keen to do it. Yeah,
0: because there'd be some some aspect of it that you'd enjoy more than just coming up with the adverts and scheduling and them, crunching the numbers and looking at the data. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: but, uh, well, I we just... won't get
0: we won't get me started on landing pages because <laughs> we, uh, we yeah oh landing I've started landing pages. Ah, I don't like landing pages. <laughs> there is a topic we shall we should have an online fight about landing pages. Yeah, we should because
1: we we disagree, don't we? Actually, yeah, we do. this will be a good one. I <laughs> just don't yeah. like
0: them. I don't like the look. I don't like the. I, I, it's about me. I just don't like them. I don't like the way they look. I don't like the the principle behind them. I don't like the pushiness. But you know what? They absolutely work, so they must exist. But there's something in me which is reviled by them. Oh, is that a sentence? Does that work? Is that the wrong way around? I (laughs) I am reviled by them, I think. Um, Yeah, so there we go. Moving on quickly before I start to get hot under the collar.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, there is one there. We definitely need a conversation about that. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) Uh, content marketing.
0: Yeah, again, I think really you need a copywriter. You need somebody that understands words and make it compelling that is not me that's not my skill set lies but you know what if you're a if even if you're a small website certainly if you're a medium to large enterprise you really should be doing this i think it's just the way of capturing attention and the way of keeping google your best friend Mm,
1: yeah well my colleague who does some work she occasionally writes some blog posts for her clients and that makes her a bit of extra money yeah we were just sort of
0: saying earlier that you know we're doing this podcast which in a way is creating content but it's not Mm. it's not written content is it we're we're creating a completely different kind of content which which i would far rather do this and i really like doing this than sitting down and typing content out and trying to make it sound (laughs) sound interesting
1: yeah yeah
0: newsletters well, actually, tying into what we said probably about 40 minutes ago now, <laughs> um, I I do I do create newsletters um, and I send them out for people with, with the service that I've got. Um, so I really enjoy doing that. I love creating responsive newsletters and making them look nice and, and attractive. And I've got quite a lot of work um, in that line. Um, so, yeah, again, if you want your newsletters creating, send them over here. I'll certainly certainly sort you out. But I really do like doing that, and, so that, and that has proved to be quite a, a, a key part of my, my business. Yeah, again,
1: my colleague does a lot of this actually, because mm. that's what she used to do. She used to work uh, in advertising, so kind of before marketing um, for an area, and so did a lot of that, so those ca- skills carry over. But do you have to create their content as well for that?
0: Well, very, very often, as an example, I did one a, a few days ago for a, a company that sells baths and taps really, really nice, proper iron bars and whatnot and uh, no the the marketing person from their company gave me all the content and they were very good they gave me it structured in such a way that literally i just had to take that and dump it into my my templated design which i would got signed off from them so no so far i haven't um i think uh. i think if they said can you write the content i would be struggling um usually the 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 situation is i explain you know i, I give me the design i'll build it or
1: give me the content and i'll create a nice design for it and that's the way it yeah. works yeah yeah in a way i covered this one as well consultation that you could put yourself up as a service to consult people on wordpress if you're knowledgeable about wordpress
0: yeah again not something that i've particularly done i tend to find myself working on websites and not talking about you know consulting um, about them but but i think there is there is a lot of Um, work to be had here and I think it's probably a good way of getting work to build websites you know if you were consulting people about Mm. how to do things in WordPress I think the next step is to then tell them that you will be the person to do it but um, certainly in my area I've not come across the need to do that nobody's phoned me up and asked if I could do it and I've not pushed anybody to Mm. see if they need it so yeah but I'm sure it's yeah sure it's a goer for some people
1: yeah. Well, I think I need it as a service anyway to write out because of the people who don't come with the briefs. I yeah. need to say you need my consultation fee. and This is how it works. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. you need my so much time. Yeah. And finally, for getting money out of clients, is just other graphic work, um, so business cards, brochures, that kind of stuff, yeah. branded invoices. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah yeah so shall we just move on to the next section have we got time for this well we're on 46 minutes if we do it
0: like at blistering speed bearing in mind that we're going to come back to a lot of this stuff we're just introducing it so yeah why not absolutely quickly.
1: yeah, well, it's money from peers and actually we ought to just tell folks to go and listen to leejackson.dev. Is it sorry, leejacksondev.com in his yes. his podcast. Although <laughs> I have got a feeling
0: from a from a yeah. Facebook post that that might not be a link which is around for very much longer. It feels like to me he's up, up for a bit of a rebrand um i can't remember oh. what the the name was but he showed a screenshot of something from his mobile phone and it looked looked pink and lovely but i'm not sure uh, uh, it was kind of uh, cryptic um so who knows but uh yeah, yeah. go and check his stuff out because he's just awesome
1: yeah well particularly the recent podcast of his which is wp innovator what it's called i'm sure you'll still be able to find him on that yeah, but true, he's yeah. talking about monetizing wordpress the same topic we're talking about but he's really dealing with this stuff um the kind of things where you set up affiliate links for the products that you use and make some money that way and what else did you did you listen to his podcast on that one i I did but
0: i to be honest with you i was doing things in the kitchen at the same time so it was kind of like in one ear out the other a bit tend to do that yeah i don't often sit down and find the time to listen directly through a podcast um but certainly know that his stuff is worth listening to maybe i'll go back and revisit that that one this week
1: yeah, well, that's the other thing, isn't it? He's really looking on this angle of things and does it better than what we're going to cover here, which mm-hmm. is about that, putting out your own content, you know, making, putting yourself out there and showing yourself as an expert and then using some of that to also sell some of your services as well as through affiliate links, and it's he a, shows you how to do that.
0: Yeah, it's a very successful mm-hmm. model, you know, and he seems to be um, able to keep that momentum going. You know, there's a new piece of content coming out of his site every every few days uh, remarkable. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he gets the energy from. I'd be uh, mm-hmm. I'd be on the ground
1: And a guy that I follow Robin uh, rob um Who's a London guy? Um, who I've, I, I kind of treat as a friend now because we've known each other for quite a while and met a few times But uh, he he's really into that. He's he was a designer who's really I guess doesn't do much web design any longer because he's made courses for udemy and makes quite a lot of money out of that he mm. creates ebooks for amazon and with his affiliate link that is his business now so he's really turned making money from effectively his peers into his full time living now it's great what a nice way to what a nice way to do it lovely mm. Mm. okay well we've got a few others things that aren't from peers or from Clients, so we yeah maybe got we should a, just rattle through these. Uh, you literally just yeah. sort of name them, and then uh,
0: we can come back to these at another time as well because there's certainly a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, now another conversation that came up: there's um, PSDs to website services, which uh, I was talking to somebody who didn't really realise that was a service, but liked to do that, and it's fantastic kind of work. I know somebody who does that; they work as a white label service for agencies. And they effectively turn their designs uh, into websites for them nice nice work if you can mm. get it mm-hmm uh, speed improvements for sites for websites you effectively do this don't you as a yeah, service? As-,
0: as a as a host uh, as well as a somebody that hosts things that's that's something that you're constantly worrying about but um in my case i I hope to have done it before I put it on the on the server and get it live but I do. I have recently actually gone into somebody's website and tried to figure out what's what's what can be speeded up by taking resources out. There's actually quite a few nice WordPress little tricks that you can use certain plugins which stop assets loading and stop JavaScript files and whatnot loading. Um, But, yeah, it's a it's a tiny part of my income, but it's it it can be um, it can be profitable.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of other things and hopefully that someone may have got to this point and we'll have some other ideas how you can make money. But a couple of that I saw that if you're really struggling was to do again what another friend of mine does, which is to sell basic IT training services in their area. So she helps people who just need some basic skills on on maybe doing their own websites or just other stuff on on their computers.
0: There's a a lady who I know um, online who... She she runs a website club. I think she does it on a Friday after work. Um, and oh. she gets her local community of people who she's sold websites to over the the many years that she's been building websites. And I think she literally calls it website club. And they all gather in a room. And she just sort of wanders from computer to computer and helps them fix the this week's problem. And there's no compulsion; you just show up when you want to show up. But she charges them a door a, a fee on the door, so it's rather like a cinema or something. You know, you pay to get in, and then she just mm-hmm. sort of wanders around and helps everybody out. And then those that can help others, they help each other, and it seems like a great system.
1: Yeah. Well, and the growing services—I didn't actually list this down as a separate thing, but that uh, those training to build your own websites. Um, you know, they they one day jobs. You can sell it, get yeah. 20, yeah. 20 people in, and yep. uh, show them how to build their own Beaver Builder site or Elementor site. Yep. You, know, you yep. Know, So. And finally, we are scraping now. I hope people come up with some other ideas for us on this one. But one that was mentioned was drop shipping. So, as we're skilled in being able to set up things like WooCommerce, it's quite easy for us to set up a website and drop shipping is that that setup where you can sell stuff on your website for other people but they take care of all of the ship all of the, the the products going out to everybody so really you just use your website to to get customers
0: i know uh, i know half a dozen people who've tried this and it's failed horribly i mean <laughs> you know there's not a great deal of expenditure outlay but it just didn't work and and then i know one person who does it and is is very <laughs> successful with it so it is possible i think you've just got to be prepared that it might not work out and it depends what your product is i suppose or your range of products uh, i'm it doesn't it wouldn't suit me i i wouldn't be interested personally in doing that but yeah if you can if you can do it and it works and you're prepared to put in the the hours definitely mm-hmm. worth it mm. are we at the end we are good gracious me we've made it and we're only 53 minutes in oh lord <laughs> Right, so, as we do every week, um, I'm going to, well, maybe, do you want to come up with the silly phrase of the week? One or two people always do this, and it's lovely that you've made it to the end, so thank you. If you get to this silly phrase, shall I do it, or do you want to do it? You do it. Okay, let's do, oh, I don't know, I like swimming in baked beans. (laughs) There you go. I like swimming in baked beans. If you get to that, again, there's no prizes, just... Please, you know, just write it in Facebook or wherever you see us. The comments are working at the bottom of the website, so please um, add some comments. We've got a little Facebook group, which has got about four members. If you would like to yeah. join that, there's a button underneath the player on the wpbuilds.com website. It just says Facebook. It's blue. And if you click on that, you go to the face to our uh, group, which we're hoping to sort of massage into being a, a small community. Um, and and you have to ask for approval, and I will immediately click a button and say yes, you are approved. If I'm in my office, if not, it might take an hour or two. But yeah, j- join us and start to natter about mm. the things that we talk about. That would be lovely. And uh, again, last week, I think I successfully managed to fade in cheesy music. So yes. yeah, here it comes. The cheesy music is slowly going to be fading in. So at this point, I guess um, I will say goodbye. Goodbye. And I was goodbye. Have a nice week, guys. And, uh, oh, yes, forgot to mention, I might fade the music out again at this point. (laughs) We've got quite a nice podcast, we think, next week. I'm not going to say much more than that, but we think we've got um, a very interesting, um, different one. So maybe stay tuned for next week's. Okay, the music's fading in again. Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye.